Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 933-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. I stand a towering five foot, four inches tall. Well, no, that was when I had hair. Now that I shaved my head, I, I don't really know what the aggregate height loss is. But the good news is I actually have a friend who's shorter than me. And when I say shorter than me, I mean substantially shorter. Uh, he's shorter than Lonnie Beth. Lonnie Beth is four foot ten, So, you know, maybe uh, he rocks around four six, maybe four six. I don't know. He, but he's short. Uh, his name is Andrew Lamica. Uh, Andrew and I have... Uh, bow fished together we've waded in the flint river uh near winchester road uh shooting fish with our bows uh we floated the river at night in the big boat with pickle uh andrew and i have done youth ministry together we've done ministry together andrew and i have performed on stage uh doing some skits in a drama group together andrew's actually a, a more famous actor than i am andrew actually is in a commercial for wrestlemania uh, I think it was uh, wrestlers fight the Amish or something, and he jumps off of, of the ring onto a dude in a cornfield. It's pretty interesting stuff. It's the stuff of legend. I'm not sure you can find it on YouTube, but you might look for it. Uh, he also used to perform in Radio City Music Hall's Christmas Extravaganza, and he would perform with the Rockettes. And he was either a teddy bear or an elf or a snowman or maybe all three. Uh significant note that was when he was single after he married miss candy she said you're no longer spending time on stage with women whose legs are longer than you are tall <laughs> i was at uh freed hardman university speaking at one of their events and, and incidentally if you're with freed or attended freed or know anybody from freed why aren't they sponsoring my podcast anyway i was at freed hardman university and Andrew and I went out to get something to eat between my presentations. And in our company was Andrew's young son, Silas. Silas is a gregarious and delightful young man. And he genetically is like his mom and dad, and he's one of the little people. Now, on this particular occasion, uh, he's probably four, maybe five years old. We're standing in line at McDonald's. We're at the counter. We're trying to order. We're trying to talk. Silas is reaching up, trying to climb the counter, and he can't hardly reach the top of the counter. And so he's struggling and stepping on things and just being a, a, a guy who likes kids. I just snatched him up and put him in the crook of my elbow. And once I elevated him off the ground, he like looked straight past me and yelled at his dad, Dad, I see where the french fries come from. <laughs> and I guess we take it for granted that we know where the french fries come from but not everybody has this knowledge not everybody has this experience not everybody has that perspective i'd like to talk about the power of changing someone's perspective simply by elevating them up 
and letting them see something they've never seen before and learn where the french fries come from but that's that's not that's not what we're talking about you see andrew and silas were in an audience just recently that i spoke at and i finished speaking and was coming down the aisle and walking around the the back of the pews and going to visit with my friend andrew and silas says something to him andrew says something to silas silas takes off running on those little bow legs of his and Andrew's just dying laughing. Well, I get up to him and say, what's going on? He says, well, Silas looked at me and said, Dad, I don't remember Mr. Lonnie being that short. <laughs> and this is from a kid who is three foot seven inches tall. He's 13 years old now. And he's a, a towering three foot seven. And he's going to throw shade at me for being short? Well, you know, I'm actually not any shorter than I ever was. But but Silas has grown. And your students and your children and sometimes your friends and acquaintances will outgrow you literally and figuratively. I made peace a long time ago with the fact that my students were going to be taller than me. You know, it's the, the joy of every fifth grader to walk up to me in church and go, Mr. Lonnie, I'm taller than you. Well, that's like being smarter than a lizard. It's not nothing to brag about. Um, my nephew, Eli, Eli's a linebacker. He just won his third three-in-a-row state championship in football. And three years ago, when I was out there to watch him play ball, he walked by me in kind of this, I don't know, just this swelling posture. And he looked down at me. My head comes about to the top of his numbers. And he's taller than I am from the top of his numbers to the top of his head. And you could see it flash through his mind. Why have I been intimidated by this little man most of my life? <laughs> The next time I saw him, and the next time I saw him, he was. We were waiting to watch him play football, so he couldn't afford to do anything that wasn't football. But I suspect now that his football career is over, when the next time we meet, I probably have to put hands on him because he's going to have to try it because he's outgrown me. Lots of things outgrow us, and, and we don't really have to change to be outgrown. I, I've often said that if I couldn't, as a teacher, bring you to the place where you surpassed me, because if you take my experience and my knowledge and my wisdom, and I can superimpose that on you while you're young and have the energy and the strength and the reflexes, if, if I can't make you a better climber, a better jujitsu guy, a, a better athlete than me, then either you're not a good student or I'm not a good teacher. Yeah, it brings to mind the quote from the, the Star Wars movie when Ben Kenobi is facing Darth Vader, and Vader says the circle is complete. You know, you were the master and I was the pupil, but I am the master now. We, our students, become the masters. Our students should outgrow us, and, and we need to make peace with that, that that's a natural part of things. That's the rules of engagement. That's actually what's supposed to happen you're supposed to be able to take what you can learn and what I've already learned and combine them together and go past that. I remember Lonnie Beth outgrowing me. Not not taller than me, but outgrowing me. Go from my dad's a superhero to my dad's just a dude 
to my dad's kind of a boring dude that embarrasses me when he, he screams out the car, bye, sweetie, I love you, when I get out of the car going to school. Now, it comes full circle. You know, when she was in college, she would bring her friends home and show them my art room and want us to go to the ropes course and wanted to play us in volleyball. And, you know, she was proud of her parents. I also remember being on the phone with her and and discussing what she would do with her car or her finances or her cell phone account and and her saying, well, well, Tyler says, well, Tyler thought, and this was before they were married and this was before they were engaged, but this young man, Tyler, was was going to supersede me in the in the place in my daughter's heart for who she took advice from and who was a leader in her life. We always encouraged her to marry somebody that she respected. In addition to loving them, in addition to there being chemistry there, you, you had to marry somebody that, that you could respect. And and he took my place in that. And that was what it was supposed to, to be. That's how it's supposed to happen. But you see, when when people outgrow you, it's probably not because you changed, but because they did. And, and that's the natural order of things. I long since made peace with the idea that my identity wasn't wrapped up in me being the fastest or the strongest or the most athletic or the most gifted. Those things fade away for two reasons. One, because people coming behind you have the benefit of better training and better facilities and better things. And, and, and then you're, you're getting older. The human body does not improve with age. <laughs> Rodney Baker used to have a shirt that said, the older I get, the better I was. And we end up living in those glory days that, that that's either Springsteen or Mellencamp sang about. The one thing is interesting, though, that if I have to be the best or I have to be the strongest or I have to be the fastest or I have to be the brightest, that's just not sustainable. If my identity in your life comes because I'm better than you, if my identity in, in life comes because I'm the best, that's that's not sustainable. But the position that is sustainable is that I'm a person in your life, and I may not be the best, but I made you better. I helped you be who you are. And when that happens, when you're that kind of friend and you're that kind of influence, then you don't mind losing your status as the best. You don't mind having the status of that you used to be or that you once were, or that you once could. Because being the best is just not sustainable. But being someone of influence, or being someone that contributed to somebody's betterment, being someone that is respected, is a thing that can never fade. Because even the people who are better than me at lots of things respect the contributions I've made toward those things in their lives. Or at least I think so. At least I hope so. I remember in, in one of those Star Trek movies, the scene between Kirk and Spock, when Leonard Nimoy 
is facing his friend and they're separated by a glass wall and he says, I have been and shall always be your friend. I'm not always going to be stronger. I'm not always going to be faster. I'm not always going to be the best. But my position in your life, see, see, being the best is not sustainable. But being that person who's always been in your corner, who's always been there for you, who's always wanted you to be your best. And it's not about being the best. It's helping somebody become their best. That's sustainable. If you look at the people that are important in your life, you look at them and go, they've always been. And, and even in the times when I disappoint people, if they know that I, my intention has always been what I perceive to be for their good or their betterment. And even when they disagree with me and I'm not the most popular person in their life, I'm still a person that they count on as a person of respect. And if I can choose to be the best or to be someone you believe that has always sought out your best, I'll take that over being the best every time. And you might outgrow me physically, athletically, but you'll never grow to the point that you don't believe that I believe that I want the best for you. I have been and shall always be. And you fill in the blank what you are in somebody's life. And then it really doesn't matter as their perspective changes and as they grow. For that person, you will always be that person. And, and when you've been that person for someone, and, and when you've always been that person for someone, then that status that you have is something they try to live up to. Not that they're earning your approval, but because because they respect you, because of your influence. They try to live up to that. And that's something you just don't outgrow. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by us what we sponsor ourselves is that even legal check us out on amazon you can have access to the titles of pedagogue the youth ministry book by lonnie jones cognitive spiritual development a christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem grappling with life controlling your inside space a small essay using the principles of brazilian jiu-jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense if i were a mouse a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Reel, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country. Some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. 
And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Thank you.